John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica. This is the High Gain Podcast, guys. Yes, the High Gain Podcast, Ed. What do we talk about on this podcast? We talk about guitars. Oh, that's time. that's that's pretty great. Uh, are we going to talk about a guitar today? We are going to talk about a guitar today. Yep, I see it. I see it. It's a red guitar. It's red. Yep. Uh, where are we, John? We are in beautiful West Seattle, Washington. Oh, great. Great. It's uh, cooler today. It actually rained a little bit. It was kind of misty. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. was nice after the, like, 116-degree little heat wave we had going on. Yeah, here. and I see that in honor of the cooler weather. Ed is wearing a suit. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing a suit jacket. Suit jacket. Uh, I got a tie, a tie on. Yeah. I got jeans on, though. Business casual. We'll make sure to get a picture of that for everybody. <laughs> They'll love it. <laughs> they will love it. Whoa. Jesus. A lot of times we talk about guitars and I know a little bit about them. I don't know shit about this guitar. That is a good place to start then. Yeah, I think it looks like a Gibson ES-335. It does look like a Gibson ES-335, but... It is not. It is not. No. This is a Guild Starfire 4. Starfire. Starfire. <laughs> That's a good name. It is a pretty good name, I yeah. think. Oh! That sound you just made yeah. does not sound like it should come out of that guitar. They tend to have a very aggressive sound. That's a, I, yeah. And I love that about them. Yeah. Did you hear that? I did. That's my phone. Um, the reason my phone is making that noise is because I was going to look up that email. I'll pause. Okay. We're going to pause. Go. Okay. Are we back? Yeah, we're back. 
<laughs> yeah, we got a mail, guys. Yeah. It's great. We've had a couple for you, but this one I thought was pretty good, so I'm going to read it. Okay, go ahead. Is that okay? Yep. Dearest gentlemen. Mm, it's nice. Very polite. Great. I love your podcast with all the in-depth talk of movies, beverages, and Mitt Romney. It's definitely the best movie beverage Mitt Romney podcast <laughs> I listened to this week. <laughs> but I do have one suggestion. Can one of you fucking guys actually talk about what these guitars are like to play? For the last few episodes in a row, I've heard a lot of talk about who made them, what they're made out of, their connection to the military-industrial complex, and what famous dickheads play them. But I haven't heard jack shit, all capitals right oh. there, I haven't heard jack shit about the experience, also all capitals, the experience of playing them. Does it sustain? Is playing it like jerking off with a Brillo pad? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, does it make you feel like Dave Gilmore playing the solo to comfortably numb while riding a meteor into the sun? Give me something to work with here, fellas. Unless, of course, you don't really play guitars. You just collect them, drink kombucha, and sit around and talk shit. <laughs> In that case, ignore my mail. Keep up the great work, Steve Malibu. Earlier, we said, hey, if you send a mail, uh -huh. you should say your name and where you're from. So I'm not sure if it's Steve from Malibu or if his name is Steve Malibu. But either way, message received. Message received. Hey. So we should probably talk about what this fucking thing plays like. Okay, so I'm playing it clean right now. <laughs> this Guild Starfire 4. So, Steve, yeah. have you ever had corduroy pants? Uh, oh. You know, that's probably a pretty good starting point for this guitar. I hope that's clear enough. <laughs> the Starfire. It's a semi-hollow body, like the Gibson it, ES-335. It is a hollow body. Ah, fuck. I don't know shit about guitars, John. Hey, Steve, I'm peeling some aluminum off the top of this here aluminum can, and I'm opening a lovely uh, San Pellegrino Melagrano Pomegranate and Orange is what this is. It's lovely. I, too. Yeah. Have a San Pellegrino. Blood orange. Oh, that's great. That's fucking great. Yeah. So that guitar, is it light? This guitar is pretty light. Yeah. Pretty light. I mean, heavier than you might guess for a hollow body, but... Oh, yeah? Yeah, pretty light. Where'd you get that guitar? We got this from Thunder Road Guitars. Oh, right up the street in, in beautiful fact, West Seattle? Yeah. And when we're done with this, yeah. if you, the listener, want to buy this exact actual guitar I'm mm -hmm. holding in my hands, yeah. go there and buy it. Or go to thunderroadguitars.com. We don't give a shit. Go buy the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> you know, Was that song recorded on that guitar? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guitar's got some binding on it. It's red. It's got binding. This is a cherry finish. When they first made these, that's all you could get. Later on, colors came. But yeah, the body is bound. Uh, it's very lovely. Oh, oh, you're slurping on the beverage. Yeah, That's yeah. great. Mm -hmm. Is this the first guild we've done? It is. Uh, let me guess. Donnie Guild. No, no. That out one. of Guild, Illinois. Alfred. Al. Al. Al Guild. Al Guild. His last name is Guild? It is not. Oh, God damn it. Uh, his name is Alfred Drange. Drange? Rhymes with orange? Drange. Orange. Drange. Orange. We'll call him Al. Yeah. He's a born and raised New Yorker. Okay. Yeah, 1912. Okay. 19 New York City. New York City. Coastal so, elite. Yeah, coastal elite. What's Al up to these days? It did not end well for Al. He's not with us. Oh. 
Uh, oh. He was actually commuting to work via fucking airplane. Oh. When the airplane hit heavy weather, crashed, and that was it for Al. Oh. 72. Huh. We've lost a couple people to airplanes on the podcast. We lost some Leonard Skinner boys. We did. I don't think we ever lost the Big Bopper. We haven't. He's still around. Yeah, as far as we know, him and Richie Valens are playing just up the street. And Buddy Holly. That's exactly right. But Al... Al grows up playing. He turns into a professional guitar player. What year was he born? 12. He was 60 years old when he died. Uh Uh-huh. Approaching retirement, ready to pack it in and... Learn how to become a pilot, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. So he owned a music store. Oh, cool. As well as playing pro jazz gigs. Are there any recordings of our guy, Al? Not that I could find. (laughs) So how do you know he's a hell of a player? The internets. Okay. Jazz cats. Yep. I dig them. Yeah. I dig them with their berets and their turtlenecks and their real fancy boy bullshit. And, you know, the... The finger applause. You know, if I love anything, it's spoken word, <laughs> jazz. Okay, so Al. <laughs> yeah. Al comes into his own in late 40s, early 50s. Sure. He's making friends on account of he's a musician anyway. Mm-hmm. One of his friends is this guy named George Mann. George works at Epiphone. 1951, the mm-hmm. Epiphone workers strike. Mm-hmm. You know what they want? What? They want a little goddamn vacation time. Yep. They want some benefits. Yep. I bet George is like, fuck you guys. I'll give you a nickel and a kick in the balls. <laughs> a nickel and a kick in the balls. Nice. <laughs> Great. 1951, Epiphone has no more workers. Our man George approaches Alfred, Al. Al, And yeah. says, you know what we should do? We should start our own company. Yeah. Guild guitars? Great. I've played D&D. D&D? Oh, yeah, with the yeah. 10-sided dork rock? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> the uh-huh. only guild I can think of are a bunch of thieves all running around, mm. you know? That's yeah. what I think about yeah. when I think of Guild. 1952, it's a thing. Right. But you know our guy George, he was involved in that strike-breaking uh-huh. whatever. Exactly one year later, mm-hmm. uh, 1953, the partnership is dissolved and George splits. They were probably paying the employees too much money and George wouldn't have it. Maybe. There's a hint in here somewhere. Okay. Because in 52, when they start this company, sure. where do they get a bunch of workers? From the Epiphone dudes? The laid off Epiphone dudes. Maybe George is like, man, every time I walk on the factory floor, I get daggers stared at me by these cats. Well, maybe George helped them. Maybe George brought them over. Like, maybe George isn't the bad guy. Maybe he's the good guy. Turn, turn that turn that goddamn fuzz pedal off. Yeah, so he's gone. 53, he's gone. <laughs> so- Okay. They start out making archtop guitars, like, you know, those big fat jazz boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Al knows. That's what the Epiphone guys had been building. Okay. Let's do that. So that's what they're doing. Sure. And since Al knows so many jazz cats anyway, pros are way into them. They're very, very well made. They're doing great. Oh, they are. So well that in 56, they outgrow Manhattan. They need a new place to go. They need somewhere. Like somewhere bigger yeah. than they can afford in Manhattan. Right. The boonies. Hoboken. I hear Hoboken, New Jersey, and I hear Manhattan, and I do not think they're the same thing. Frank Sinatra's from Hoboken. Oh, that's great. Yeah. What's he up to? Oh, yep, yep. Terrible. So they're in Hoboken. They move over there. They're making guitars. They're doing great. Nancy Sinatra just died. But it was Nancy Sinatra Sr. Right. And then there's Nancy Sinatra Jr. Uh-huh. That's breaking the patriarchy. I love it. When I heard Sr., I just like, well, what does that mean? That's you and your white that, privilege. They, I need to check that shit. You wouldn't want to wreck your shit. <laughs> God, no. I've been there. <laughs> so they start in, in Hoboken. 
Yeah. They jump from those full-on jazz boxes into semi-hollow bodies and hollow bodies. So in 1960, ta-da, the Starfire line is introduced. The first one introduced is a Starfire one. Okay. It is a single Florentine cutaway. Ooh, Florentine. Florentine is a cutaway that's pointy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They do that. It comes out in cherry color only. Okay. The basic rundown on all of them. You've got two pickups, two volume, two tone, pickup selector switch, done. Yep. The bridge is cool. That's kind of cool, too. What'd you call it? A harp. Kind of looks like a harp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you said heart. They originally came with gold foil pickups. Later on, they would switch out to humbuckers. Uh, Yeah. uh, Which this is. The pickguard on it? The pickguard. Yeah, I like the lettering on it. The pickguard has a kind of step feature. It's kind of jaggedy. It's it's art deco-y looking. Play some jazzy shit for me. (laughs) Yeah. How's that thing play? Is it like butter? This is like... Stick in your leg in a vat of butter. You eat those chips that have the Olean in it. Oh, is that the stuff that makes your butt leak? Yeah, the leakage. (laughs) But the thing about the anal leakage is it's not noticeable. It's not painful. That's what playing this guitar is like. It's not real consequential. Right. So, uh, Steve Malibu. Steve Malibu, if that's your real name. Go eat some chips with Olean. Yeah. Wait a day or so. Right. And go buy a Guild Starfire 4. Smooth and leaky. And it sneaks up on you. Okay, great. The 60s are coming. Okay. Well, they're already here because it's 1960. <laughs> so they're ramping up acoustic guitar production as well. Yeah. But they're continuing with the electrics. You know Lightning Hopkins? Kind of. Uh, this is called Bald Headed Woman 1962. I really like the droniness of this a lot. Yeah. It's got a great voice, too. Give me back that wig I bought you, black woman. Yep. Let your doggone head go, boy. Give me back that wig I bought you. Lightning Hopkins was a classic. Uh, we lost him in 1982. Oh, no. Airplane? I don't know. So it could have been. So it's it probably possible. was. It's uh, Yep. Also, I found this little piece of trivia for you, Ed. Ooh. You know Louie Louie? That song Louie Louie? No. I'll play a little bit of it, but then I'm going to hop to the solo. Okay. Because the solo... The solo's interesting. The solo's played on a Starfire. Oh, okay. Sound familiar yet? No. No? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> nope, not ringing any bells. surprised I've never heard this before, but our Instagram, The High Gain, was blowing up with comments. Matt Wright, who came and visited us, we did an episode with him, and then he commented on one of our other recent episodes. I think it's going to become a running thing where he gets super disappointed when I have not heard of the band or cannot quickly identify. (laughs) I couldn't, off the top of my head, identify the theme song of Twin Peaks. And a raft of shit 
is what I received. He said he was just in his basement, just like screaming at the speakers. <laughs> I couldn't identify the Twin Peaks and some other fucking bullshit you played. I don't know. It was uh, Pink Floyd. Yeah, spoiler alert. I hate those fucking guys. <laughs> <laughs> I would have probably been able to identify Louie Louie. Full disclosure, I had heard that song before. Yeah, 63. That's kind of a nice milestone for the Starfire yeah. to be featured so prominently in a record like that. Yeah. 66 begins the long journey for Guild. Okay. We often talk about companies that are sold to the big mm. conglomerates. Well, it happens to Guild as well as okay. Fender and they everybody sell, else. They sell. The Avnet Corporation. Oh, God. Uh, okay, so our guy George is gone. So he left Al. Yep. Al's over there. Yep. Al's fucking around in Hoboken. Yep. So the first thing Avnet <laughs> does, uh, they move to Westerly, Rhode Island. They are no longer in Guild Manhattan. Okay. No longer in Guild Hoboken. Yep. They're in Guild, Rhode Island now. Here's the thing. I'm yeah. gonna. I'm interrupting you, and do it. I, I like. I love to do. I wonder what what were the economics of the time? Like, it's, we're getting to the point where there's there's something fucking going on where every one of these companies is selling right around the same time. Is it the economy of scale where there are these little companies that are privately owned and then sometime in the 60s, they all just start selling their shit? It just makes those companies like Martin and Rickenbacker, I have that much more respect for them because I find it hard to believe people huh. didn't try to buy them. One good thing comes of it though, the Abnet dudes, <laughs> They keep Al on. Okay. Uh, but they decide to up the electric game. Mm-hmm. They're seeing that the first or first couple of models of the Starfire, the yeah. one and two, maybe the three, are doing really right. well. Let's go for it. Let's keep sure. making these things. You want to yeah. hear what's going on in 68? I was born in 1968. Oh, Ed was born in 68 as much of the United States burned to the ground. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, Ed was around. I bet there was some real hippie bullshit going on in 68. Play me something like that. That was a mouthful is what that was. That was called Picture Book from the Kinks are the Village Green Preservation Society. <laughs> that is a great album title. So they've got their jazz boxes. They've yeah. got their acoustics. Yep. They've got their semi-hollows. Yep. Along comes another shot in the arm for them. Okay. The D40, one of their acoustics. Yeah. Richie Havens, he was the opening act at Woodstock. Oh. And he walks out on stage with a Guild D40. Okay. And opens that shit up. Yeah. How many people wanted a Guild acoustic after that? By the way, speaking of the D40, does yours have a cutaway? No. They were the first ones to do it. Guilds were the first acoustics with a cutaway? Yes. Really? 1972. First dreadnought guitar with a cutaway. No shit. Yeah. That's a cool fact, kids. Yeah. If you're listening to this because you care about guitars, yep. there you go. Yep. You know the Credence Clearwater Revival? Mm-mm. Tom Fogarty. Okay. John Fogarty's brother. Yeah. He is the rhythm guitarist for Credence Clearwater Revival. Okay. Oh, whoops. Oh, yeah. He's He left us in 1990. 
Oh. He liked the Starfire. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no way. I do. I really like these guys. Come on, rise and win. Damn. What about a little less distortion? What about that? What about it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I do want to kind of hear it clean. Middle, middle position. Yep. Hit me with some neck. Neck position. Sounds great. Hit me with the bridge real quick. Those pickups are hot AF. My experience of playing this thing is that under the right circumstances, this thing will rip your head off. What do those pickups kick out like? 27. Let's say they do. There's a nice binding on that guitar. Double bound front and back. Yep. Later versions, the F hole was bound as well. Super fancy so looking. So they got fancier and fancier until yeah. the six. Yeah. Then you've got gold hardware. Ugh. As the number increased, they just went up in appointments and bullshit like that. Uh -huh. and like, the only uh, exception would be the 7, which was the last in the series of yeah. Starfire. It was a 12-string. Huh. Also, the headstock on this thing is super cool. That Mother of Pearl inlay. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's cool. At this point, I guess their biggest game might be the acoustics, because that folk boom in the 50s, that was massive. Remember? Like, Do I remember? You're one of the olds. Yeah. I'm not a baby boomer, John. Oh. Uh, you know what I'm not a fan of? An entire generation of human beings. Mm. <laughs> that explains a lot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So the decline of that kind of folk scene <laughs> sure. uh, in the 70s is kind of putting undue pressure on the company because it represents some significant percentage of their revenue. Wait, what? <laughs> People like the butt rock and the pointy guitars and the what? Les Pauls. And, okay. And so less acoustics are being sold. So in 95, after like sucking that up for a while. Oh, 95? When the butt rockers come in. That's a yeah. little derogatory, John. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> uh, Poison would not be happy with that characterization, John. I bet My guy C.C. DeVille, guitar player that for would melt Poison. his lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> they tried to do that whole deal. Guitars with interesting names like the Flyer, the Aviator, the Liberator, the Detonator. You've yeah. seen some of these solid body guild yeah, guitars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're cool because no one plays them and they're rare and they're interesting. They're yeah. cool like the Ovation Deacon. And they weren't alone. Even Martin tried solid body electrics. Guild tried the pointy thing. They had some headstocks that kind of like sloped and oh, drooped. Man. And you remember some of those? No, like I sent you a picture from a pawn shop that was a guild where it had like the hockey stick headstock yeah none too popular because there are any number of nicknames for that headstock a few of the ones i pulled up were yeah pointy droopy oh pointy droopy duck foot oh and cake knife oh <laughs> <laughs> Well, so they tried and it didn't work. Do we still have the same company owning these guys? Evnet? We do for now. Okay. Hang on a second. Whoa. 
Okay, now we don't. Okay. It's uh, 1995. Okay. And they are sold to... Gibson? Gretsch. Fender. Really? Yeah, sold to the Fender Musical Instruments Company in 95. Uh, wherever this is going, I don't think I like it. Who's playing the Starfire, meanwhile? It sounds like a Cracker Camper Van Beethoven. That is garbage. Huh. Song called Super Vixen. Yeah, well. You know who else liked the uh, Starfire? Hayden. He's uh, one of our good friends from Canada. Oh, Canadian like Ryan Reynolds. Exactly. It's a Starfire. Huh. I think the vocals kind of did something to me. I thought I liked it, and then the more I heard it, I think I just kind of... Oh, you need something more upbeat. You know that song, I Will Survive? (laughs) Take that, but have cake cover it. (laughs) Sure. On a Starfire. At first I was afraid I was petrified Oh, this is great I kept thinking I could never live without you by my side But then I spent so many nights just thinking how you'd done me They're very cakey sounding Very cakey sounding That was 96, by the way Yeah For Steve Malibu, if he hasn't fallen asleep already Right This is like a slip and slide Mm. that's been greased down with marbles How is the neck on it? The neck is not the thinnest I've ever played But then again, I have played a Hagstrom Sure Uh, The action's really good Is that a floating bridge on it? It is a floating bridge Okay Yep I had a harmony back in the day Oh The three pickup harmony with the independent switches Oh, those are Um, great And I really dug that guitar But, you know, it was one of those things. You play them for a while, and then you get something different. If somebody presented me with uh, 335 and this Starfire 4. That's kind of where I was going with this. Yeah, I think I'd probably go for this. So here's a hot tip, listeners. Yeah. Not only should you go to Thunder Road Guitars and buy this. Sure. But it's going to be a lot less than an equal vintage 335. And to my ears, Uh will sound and play better. Play better. I think so. Yeah? It it plays wonderfully. You could go to Thunder Road Guitar. They've got half a dozen 335s on the wall, too. APM. Uh, yeah. So that's what's happening uh, 96 with uh, the Cake Boys. Yeah. And it goes on like that. Uh, they're enjoying some great success. Cake. Cake is. Cake is. And Guild. Guild is. Right. Everybody Fender. is. We're reaching the end of the 90s. Maybe things sure. are going to work out after all. Oh, God. I hope so. Yeah, maybe this Y2K thing we don't need to worry about. <laughs> Oh, I hope yeah. not. 2001 uh-huh. happens. Turns out we didn't have to worry about Y2K after all. Mm. Or did we? 2001, we had other shit to worry about in 2001. Little bit. Yeah. Fender shuts down the westerly Rhode Island plant. That plant was still making guitars? Uh-huh. Wow. From okay. 66. God damn it. That's so terrible. They shut it down. Like, they move it to Corona, California, back to the mothership there. Well. Here's a problem. Okay. 
they could not tool up yeah, quite right. quickly enough for the acoustic part of the business. Okay. Mostly electrics were being made at Fender Corona. Right. So they kept Rhode Island online for a little bit. Yeah. And they had the Rhode Island cats pumping out acoustics. Okay. And then they would send the chunks to California for them to finish it until they could get tooled up. They called them kits. Oh. So if you're keeping track of Guild's odyssey here, Manhattan mm-hmm. yeah. to Hoboken. Yeah. Hoboken yep. to Rhode Island. Yep. Rhode Island yep. to Corona, California. Great. Corona, California. Fender, California. To In 2004. Okay. Tacoma, Washington. What? Fender acquires Tacoma Guitar Company, and they move production. Oh, of just the acoustics? Just the acoustics. Yeah. That same year, they cease production okay. of all electrics. They're okay. just going to be the acoustic dudes. Is this acoustic acoustics, or are they still making like hollow body? Like your dreadnought. Yeah. That's yeah. what they do now. When did that happen? 2004. Th- they're in Tacoma? Until they're not. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, so they've gone to Tacoma. All the acoustics are there. They're not making electrics anymore, so the Starfire is no more. Right. 2008. Mm-hmm. Fender acquires Command Music Corporation. Our man, Command. Oh, the, Charlie. Uh, the ovation. Okay. Yeah. And they move production to fucking New Hartford, Connecticut. Oh, they go back. They go back. They go back east. Yeah. God damn. You know... That is such a specialized trade, it feels like, being a luthier who's Uh gonna put together a hollow body guitar, that it must just take you forever to be able to do that. And then when they're shutting these plants down, are they taking these people and moving them from California to Tacoma back out to the East Coast? Probably not. Now they're in New Hartford, Connecticut. Okay. uh, But people are still playing the vintage Starfires since they're no longer made. You know Mick Harvey? Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Oh. Nest up in the autumn branches. I really like Nick Cave. Yep. So production has begun in New Hartford, Connecticut. I guess all the cats from California unpacked their bags finally in their own <laughs> No, from Tacoma. From Tacoma, right? Jesus. Right. Uh, they've still got boxes from fucking California. All, all over the place. <laughs> God damn it. They're ramping up production. So now, in an unusual move for the industry as a whole, I think, every model they make is available in left-handed as well as right-handed. What percentage of the population is left-handed? None. I associate left-handedness with artisticness. Hmm. And that's a massive generalization that is probably unfair, and I should... Okay. Uh... (laughs) They close uh, in 2014? Yeah. The Connecticut facility. What? God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. Did they pack their fucking shit up and go somewhere else? Those guys barely got their shit unpacked from Tacoma. Right. And in 2014, they close it. Okay. 2015, the Cordoba Music Group buys them. Cordoba. What do they make? (laughs) (laughs) Fine Corinthian Corinthian, yeah. That's uh, Ricardo Montalban, R.I.P. Ricardo Montalban? Maybe not. But Hervé Valachez is. uh, I think so. Hervé Valachez, R.I.P. Yeah, I think he's gone. 
So here's your irony for you. Oh. After Cordoba buys them. Yeah. Where do you think they move them? They go to Fender, California. Yes. Cordoba Music Group is based in Santa Monica, California. Okay. So they go to Santa Monica? No. (laughs) Santa Monica is not big enough. They go to Oxnard. Our old pug dog, Sergeant Frank Oxnard. His name was Oxnard. He was a really good dog. I really liked him quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. 2016, Uh they're in Oxnard, California. They start releasing more models and doing stuff. (laughs) Sure. And they're still doing it to these days. They have all kinds of models I didn't even mention, Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to. How is their modern-day guild line regarded? While quality has gone up and down with a lot of other brands over the years, it is generally agreed that even throughout all these moves, guild kept their shit together. This whole time. They were able to do eight factory moves in 20 years. Man, that's got to be brutal on the employees. Those morale problems? Yeah. There's not a whole lot that can't be solved by balloons. <laughs> who, does, who, who doesn't like a balloon? Uh, I hate them. The occasional the, cupcake, maybe? A cupcake? Sure. A lovely sure, cupcake? Sure. I hate balloons, John. Ed does not make guitars because he hates balloons. Yeah. Some ice cream socials, maybe? Uh, lovely. But if you've got to have ice cream socials every other day because the people don't know where they're going to be living in 48 hours, maybe that's not so great. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I guess. It's ice cream. Like, no, ice cream is Live lovely. for the moment. That sounds great. Isn't that's it? great. That's great. Nice open chord. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Malibu, this thing has a great neck on it. It does. It's straight as shit. The action is pretty low. Yep. I would say it plays great. John would say it plays like marbles on a slip and slide or some shit like that. Who doesn't like that? Guy like me? I'm silly about that shit. Yeah. Hey, hit that theme song. (laughs) I'm fucking this up all over the place. That's all right. Yeah, whatever. Uh, hey, John. Yeah. Where can people find us? You can find us on the web, the Instagram, the Facebook, the everywhere. <laughs> the web machine? The web machine. Yep. You look can for get... the High Game Podcast anywhere you can look for the High Game Podcast. Sure, why not? Yeah. Yeah, we still got them t-shirts. We got a big fucking stack over here. Yeah, what are you guys, walking around naked? You don't yeah. need a shirt? Come yeah, on. exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, maybe we should uh, record another one of these in a little while. I think that's a good idea. Okay, bye. See ya.